You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. So the promise here to the children of Israel, this fourth step, thank you so much, is that God would pull them out from the world and he would use them in the world. That when the world thought about God, they would think about God's people. When, when the world looked at God's people, they would think about God. You see what I'm saying? God says, you are my chosen people. The book of Exodus chapter 19 explains this a little bit more t- to us and we'll make the application. Book of Exodus chapter 19, it says this, 19, five and six. It says, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandments, You shall be my treasured possession among the people. He says, for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom, watch this, of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the children of Israel. He says, you are my chosen people, a kingdom of, what'd he say? Come on, what's he say? Priests and what? And a holy nation. Priests and a set apart nation. What are priests? You know the job of a priest was? He told the children of Israel, you're to be a nation of priests. A job of a priest was what? To represent God to the people and to represent the people to God. They were to stand in that spot where when the people would think about God, they'd think about the priest. When people thought about the priest, they'd think about God. That the priest pointed to God and God would point to the priest. That God said, I'm gonna use these priests and the children of Israel. Listen, you are, you are a nation of priests, a holy people. You are the ones that I'm going to work through to get my work done on the planet. So here's what this fourth promise is. Here's what God is leading us. That we would be a people through which the world is different because of us. God is calling us in this fourth promise to be difference makers. To be difference makers. Like to make a difference. He wants to move you to this place where you you posture your life like the children of Israel, where you live in a way where when you get around me, you're not just getting around me. You're getting around God working through me. Come on, I need you to get this. When you get around me, you're not just getting around Chris, you're getting around God working through Chris. This was the promise that Jesus gave to his disciples. Remember, he said, you see the works I'm doing? And they were like, yeah, you're doing a lot of great things on this planet. And Jesus said, hey, greater works will you actually do than these? What was Jesus saying? There's this promise I'm trying to lead you into. I saved you. Come on, I grew you. Come on, I've helped you find your purpose. Why? Because there's greater works I'm gonna do through you than you even see happening through me. You see why? Because you're my chosen people through which I'm gonna work through. You're a a kingdom of priests. You're a a kingdom of holy people, set apart people. You following this? So you, you need to understand how practical this is. It, it means that you're an ambassador. Let me explain that to you. Second Corinthians, I'm just trying to get you as much scripture as I, as I can in the time we have for you to understand this, how important it is. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 through 20 says, therefore, as anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. Come on, somebody, amen. Like, thank you, God, I am new. The old is gone, the new is here. Thank you, Jesus, I'm a new creation. Well, he keeps going. We love to quote that verse and stop. But here's where he goes if you keep going, okay? The old is gone, the new is here. All things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, amen? What does reconciled mean? He brought you back to God through Christ Jesus. And now what does he do? He says, and here's what I'm gonna do. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
Okay, so my life is new. Why? Because I've been brought back to God. And then he turns to us and says, now that your life's been made new, you've been saved, you've been growing, you've been, come on, you found your purpose, you've been reconciled back to God. Now your job is to go and be, carry the ministry of reconciliation. Are you following this? What's your job now? To go and carry the ministry of helping other people come back to God. That's now my job. He goes on to say, goes on to say this. That God, he says, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though, please listen, God were making his appeal through us, his chosen people, the kingdom of priests, holy and set apart. And here's his appeal. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Come back to God. Stop running to everything this world is trying to offer you. Stop running to the emptiness of, 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 of this society. Just come back to God. And the Christian's life is now fully lived when we live in this place where we carry this ministry of reconciliation. Come on, I'm an ambassador. Well, what does that mean? It means I, I, I'm, I'm living in this, in this kingdom, but I'm representing a different kingdom. I, I'm, I'm walking in this kingdom, but I'm carrying that kingdom. So when I show up to work, I don't, I'm not just showing up to work. I got a mission. Why? Because I'm an ambassador. Hey, when I, when I show up to the grocery store to, to load my fridge, I'm not just showing up to load my fridge. I'm showing up on mission. Why? Because I'm carrying into that grocery store a kingdom, a, a, a calling. You see, I, I, I now have this thing on me where God says, hey, no, I'm calling you out to be your God and I am now using you to touch this world. So now when you show up to the grocery store, you actually show up, you show up on mission. I got a higher calling and I step into every single one of those environments on mission. What's my mission? I'm here to make a difference. I'm an ambassador who has this ministry of reconciliation, a calling people to God, a calling people. Come on, you guys with me so far? Let, let, me, let me drive on just a little bit more and we'll get practical. Jesus came, and you need to understand this, not to just, come on, remember the steps, to not just save and grow and redeem me, I get into this fourth promise that presses me up against my pulpit and table. And I realize he didn't come just to do that for me. God came to save and grow and, and redeem my neighbors. God came to save and grow and, and, and redeem my coworkers. He came to save and grow and redeem my classmates. He came to save and grow and redeem the, the world around me. And I, I realized that this isn't just about me. Jesus didn't just die for me. The gospel is not personal. The gospel is meant to not just change my life. I'll say it to you this way. The gospel is not just the hope of my life. I recognize now that the gospel is not just the hope of my life. The gospel is the hope of my, of my neighbors. The gospel is the hope of my city. 
The gospel, the gospel is the, the hope of my nation. The gospel is the hope of my world. The gospel, the gospel is actually the hope of California. Like California has no hope outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But hey, I happen to have the gospel. Oh, it's so dark in California. Oh, I just realized Jesus is the light of the world. It's so hopeless. I happen to know a guy whose name is Hope. And all of a sudden, are you following this? You see, I realized that I have been by God created into a, a difference maker. I carry around in this world the very thing that this world is thirsty for and craving at the core of who they are. Everyone around you is thirsty and craving for gospel. Come on, you with me? You feel it? Amen. You know, the Jews called this, the Hallel life, living in this place where you're walking with God and changing the world. It's a Hallel life. It's, it's, it, during Passover, they would actually self, celebrate in Passover these four promises of God represented in four different cups of wine. And every time they drank of that wine, that wine, they would thank God for salvation. Thank God that you grow us. Thank God that you redeem us. And they thank God that you choose us and you use us. And they call this the Hallel life. In other words, there's no better life than this. It doesn't get any better than this. And I want you to know that it doesn't. You can go and, and, and you know, climb the corporate ladder and, and be successful and do all of that. But I'm gonna tell you, you're missing something because you could have success, but what you're longing for is significance. What you're created for is significance and you will always crave it until you actually get to this spot where you are saved and grown, come on, and redeemed and now letting God use you to change the world around you. There is nothing better and this is where God calls us to live. Amen. Come on, you with me? This is where God calls us to live. Thank you for the four that are with me. Okay, now. Okay, now. How do we do it? And here's where, here's where I invite you into this tension, okay? A tension that I'm trying to figure out. How do we do it? Well, the way we do it, the way we change the world is that we have to learn to live in, in, in a tension. You see, as Christians in this world who are going to make a difference in a world, we, we got to manage tension. So what tension? Well, let, let me show it to you in a couple places. Matthew chapter five, verse 13 says this. You are the salt. Someone say salt. You're the salt of the earth. And what's the salt's job? What does he say? He says, hey, don't lose your saltiness. Come on, you gotta be a little salty. He says, don't lose your saltiness, right? He says, if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out or trampled underfoot. Someone say, be salt. Okay, and then he also says this. Uh, you are also, goes on, the light of the world. If I get the next verse. A town built on a hill cannot be, what does he say? Hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a lampstand and it gives light to everyone in the house, okay? So Jesus says you need to be salt. Jesus says you need to be light. He says, he says hey, hey, salt, come here. Let me talk to you with salt real quick, church. Uh, you need to be salt. Don't lose your distinction. Come on. Don't lose your flavor. If we get the air conditioners on just a little bit or bring me a hanky so I can dab my forehead, sweat a little bit. Christian, look at me. Don't lose your potency. Don't lose your taste. You're different. Come on. Amen. 
in that time that Jesus was speaking to, there's no, that Jesus was speaking, there's no refrigeration, okay? So when you think of salt, you think of flavoring. When they thought of salt, they would actually think of salt as what they would use to preserve uh, meats or preserve food. So they would use it to keep foods from decaying. They would also use it as a way of expediting healing, okay? So like you would have a sore or a wound and what they would do is they'd put salt on it to help expedite healing. And so Jesus is saying, watch, Christian, in the same way, your life is like salt in the world. Listen to me. Your life is like salt in the world. When you're living how God has called us to live and standing for what God's called us to stand for, your life becomes a preserving and healing agent in the world. Do you agree? Like you, Christian, are a preserving agent. You are a healing agent in this world, whatever world that might be. When the Christian shows up living as unto God, as salt, you actually preserve that environment. So that environment might be the workplace. Some of you, God's put into the workplace as a preserving agent. Like if you weren't there, oh my goodness, where would it go? You're preserving it. You're a healing agent. You, you're, you're there to mend brokenness within the workplace. And God puts you there as salt. You see it? At home, it's the same way. Some of you are, are holding back the tides of decay within your home because you're a preserving agent. You're salt. And God it intentionally created you to be that in every environment. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's at school education. God intends for Christians to be a preserving agent and a healing agent within the film industry, within Hollywood, within the workplace, within education, within business. Come on. God put us there. Come on. I need some amens to be a preserving agent. You are salt. Be salt. Be salt. That saltiness, what is it? It's holiness. Saltiness is holiness. Saltiness is Holiness is like, it means you're living in a way that's just different. You're set apart for God. And because I walk into a room living different, I now make a difference. So God says, don't, don't you lose your saltiness, church. You are holy. First Peter 1, 14 and 16 says this. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the patterns of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy. You got to live different, set apart in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Holiness, again, it just means set apart. The, the utensils used in the, uh, in the sanctuary were holy unto God. They were set apart to be used for God's intentions and God's purposes. And God says, Christian, you are the same. You are salt. Some say, be salt, be salt, be salt, be salt. Okay, got it. But then he says, oh, but also you need to be light. Okay, and what was the light's job? He goes on to say, if we could go back, he says, you are the light of the world, right? A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone who's in the house. So now watch. He says, I want you to pull yourself from the world. But I also need you to not hide from the world, to go out into the world. You're, you're light. And we love like, to grab this illustration of light and go, here's what it means. It exposes. I want you to look at what Jesus said it meant. Jesus said, here's what it means is that light just doesn't hide like it goes out. You don't turn off darkness, everybody. You turn on light. Why? Because it's the power. It's the energy source. And God says, don't, Christian, don't rob yourself of that 
And in this picture, God sees the world as a dark place, right? And in darkness, what is there? There's confusion, there's frustration, there's, man, people are lost, people. And God says, this is our world, everybody. And my solution for the darkness in this world and all the confusion and the frustration and all these lost people that are everywhere, my, confu- my, my solution is to make you a light. And your job as a light is don't hide. Don't pull yourself so far away from the world that they can't see your good deeds and glorify your God, your Father that's in heaven. Don't hide. And so you're in this place, right, where God says, be salt, but hey, be light. Be light, but you also need to be salt. And you're like, God, uh, do I go into it, the world, or do I keep myself from it? Do I go to people or keep myself from people? Do I go into the world or like salt, remain different from the world? And God says, exactly. Exactly, right? You feel the tension. How am I going to be salt and light? How do I go into the world and keep myself from the world? Let me give you one more, okay? Salt and light. Someone say in, not of. Okay? John 17, 15 through 18. Then we're going to have some fun. John 15, or John 17 says this. My prayer, he's praying for his disciples. He says, my prayer is this. It's not that you take them out of the world, follow this, but that you protect them from the evil one while they're in that world. Don't take them out of it. Just protect them from the evil one. Watch. They are actually not of the world. Okay, hold on. Don't take them out of the world. But here's the reality is that while they're in that world, they're actually not of that world. Even as he says, as I am not of that world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I've sent them into the world. Okay, hold up. He's saying, I'm going to send you into the world but you're actually not of the world anymore than I was actually of the world. So you're in the world. Someone say in, but you're not actually of the world. You're in the world. Someone say in, but you're not of. Say not of. Okay. Do you feel the tension? Like, it would be way easier if God just said, hey, be in. But he doesn't. He said, oh, also be not of. It'd be way easier if God said, hey, be, be salt. Just walk around salt. Just salt on everything. Just salt. He goes, oh, but you also need to be light. And, and you start to wrestle with this. It, God, just pick one. And he says, no, it's, it's both and. Salt, light, in, not of. And this tension for Jesus is not a problem at all. So we want one or the other, but God actually says, you're going to change the world through both and. So it's like God sets down this beam, okay, and draws a line. If I could have my line on the screen, ready? Where's that? I have one for you, I promise. God sets down this beam. Do we have anyone in the back that can help me out, please? Thank you. There it is. Oh, right there. Okay. God sets down this line. We wish there wasn't a line, but God says, I'm going to draw a line, okay? And he tells us to stand here, right? And then here's what he says. He says, I want you to, bring up the next slide, be salt. Okay, God, let's go be salt. And we're over here going, you shouldn't be doing that. 
and this is wrong and, and that's wrong. And hey, you know, you guys are missing it over here. And you know, you know what? This world is so gross. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push myself from the world. I, I don't even want to talk to any of them. Oh, them sinners out there. Have you seen people, how the sinners, sin is so disgusting? Oh, I can't believe it. And let's just create a little bubble over here and keep ourselves from everybody. And let's have potlucks and just <laughs> stay away from all those bad people in the world, right? Because God said, and we're over here, be salt, be salt, be, you know, pull yourself away. And then God said, oh, oh, wait, wait, but also be light. Like, huh? Like, go out. I thought you said be separate, get away from it. Now you're saying be light, go into it. Okay, God, go, go into it. Get around people, be with people. Like, so you're in this spot where he says, it's a balance. I need you to be, be salt, be salt. I'm not like that world. I'm not like that world. I'm getting away from it. Oh, but go into it. Okay, God, I'll go into it. Okay. You see it? And then he's another way, remember? He says, I want you to, if we bring up the next slide, he says, I want you to be in, okay, I'm in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm around lost people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with hurting people. I, I, I'm in the world, okay, I'm in it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Going to lunch with the boys during, during lunch break today. Go hang with girls and go shopping today, you know, and all my lost friends, and I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Hey, we're not, I'm just in it. I'm not talking about Jesus or anything, but we're just in it. Because that's, you know, that's what we're supposed to be. I'm like, like Jesus. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Here I am. Just being like Jesus. I'm a friend of all the sinners. I'm in it. I'm in it. Jesus go, hey, hey, hey. Also be not of, right? Not of, not of. Okay, so what does that mean? How do I do both? I can't. I have to stand here. And it's this, it's this watch, please listen, it's this place we have to live in our life called balance. Someone say balance. Balance. What's balance? The, the way you balance is you constantly adjust. You, you, con you, you look at a ballerina and you say, oh, they're, they're perfectly balanced. But the way they look so perfectly balanced is they are constantly, watch, constantly reacting to the tension they feel that's pulling on one side or the other. And they're constantly reacting to tension. And God says, I'm gonna put you in that same exact tension. You're going to constantly react, constantly, constantly ask yourself, constantly find yourself. Okay, okay, so I'm up here. I'm like, am I, okay, not of, not of, not of. Oh, oh, oh but now, now I'm too far not of. I'm about to fall. I'm about to lose my witness. I'm about to pull myself over into a, into a so far from the world, I don't even have a voice into the world. And so I'm about to fall. So what do I do? I adjust, I, adjust, I constantly adjust. Oh, now I got to go be in, go be in. Oh, but now I'm so far in. I have nothing to offer the world because I don't look anything like anything different than the world and, and I'm in this place where I have to constantly, constantly adjust, you see? I hope this is helping somebody, watch. Because see, here's, the here's what Jesus is doing. You're a difference maker. I, I brought you the spot. Here's your life. Here's how you now live it. You're gonna live it in balance. You're gonna live it in balance. So here's my question for you here, church. How's your balance? How's your balance? Because see, Some of us, and if we leave that up, some of us are living in the place where we lean too far into the not of. I mean, this is a really popular camp in church sometimes. We are not of this world, right? 
I'm not of this way. So, so here's what happens if you, if you lean too far into the not of this world, you end up so far from the world that you have no voice into the world. You follow, follow what I'm saying? Like, but you're proud of it. I, I'm not of this world. So it's like the bunker mentality. Oh, here's you. Like Jesus said to be in the world, but not of the world, okay? And, and so that's like a boat. It's in the water, but not of the water, right? I'm a boat, I'm in the water, but I'm not of the water. If a boat becomes of the water, it sinks, everybody. And so I wanna keep my boat afloat. I don't want the water to get in me. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our boat. We're gonna drag it all the way up onto that sandy beach. We're gonna build ourselves a sand bunker and we're gonna keep that world away from us, right? I just, it's bunker mentality. Like all them sinners out there, can you believe it? All these people, have you seen? And, and here's what happens in that world. You isolate yourself from the outsiders. It's always been a problem in church. You isolate yourself from the outsiders and you expose yourself to minimal interaction with sinners. So now, now I'm not, go, I'm not going to lunch with those people. But those people, you know what they talk about at lunch? It's not holy. And I can't be around that. And so, and so I'm not gonna go, right? Minimal interaction. Oh, block party? I know what they're going to do at that. I can't go to that block party. I mean, my goodness, that's, I'm not of this world. Maybe we start taking it a little further and watch, here's what happens. Well, I'm so not of this world. I can't believe what, do you know what my, do you know what my, my nephew's been doing lately? Do you know what my aunt, you know what, how, what, you know what, she, you know what she believes? My uncle, my sister, my brother, my family. I, I can't, you know what I'm gonna do? I, I've got, I gotta cut, I can't even talk to you anymore. I just gotta cut ties off. Cause see, I'm not of that. I can't, I can't be around that. I, I don't, I don't wanna, I can't. I just, so this relationship's, I just gotta distance, I, we're done. And, and you get over here and, and, and I get it. You're thinking, okay, I gotta be not of, not of, not of, but now watch. This is exactly what happened to the Jews that Jesus was addressing is they came to this place where they actually justified. Come on, you get so far over here. We actually start justifying being cruel to people. Like why? Because we're not of this world. And now, now I've, I've separated, I'm being cruel. They actually, the Jews actually had a saying. Jesus said, you have a saying. What was the saying? Love God and hate your enemy. God never said that. Here's what happened is God said, love God and tear down the idols of all your enemies. They, they went, well, we must, they went to this place where we're going to hate them all. No, God said, help them by taking down their idols. But instead of going around taking down their idols, you're, you're shunning them. And, and, and she said, you've heard it said, love God, hate your enemies. But he says to you, I tell you to love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you. What good is it if you love somebody who loves you? That's easy. So, but I tell you to love those who hate you. Do you feel that? Who's he talking to? Not of. That's who he's talking to. Because we're just so, we're, 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 I, can't, I can't get around. So now I'm gonna justify actually being mean to people. I'm gonna start justifying. Here's what I do. I start actually, I look over the, I peer over the line and I go, oh, and I start labeling people. 
labeling movements and, and I allow little attitudes inside my heart to be formed and I, I kind of cultivate these attitudes in my heart toward that group. Oh, you know how they are treating sexuality and how they this and I can't believe that. And now we stand over here and hide behind a computer and fire all of these missiles at all these people, right, with all these problems because we're not of this world. And you think your job is to actually sit over here and put everyone in their place from behind your computer and over on the other side of the wall or whatever you've built. Do you see how dangerous this gets? And so God says, so here we are riding around on our little religious high horse. We're just better than everybody. And I can't believe it. And, and we actually, here's what ends up. Here's what ends up happening. This has always been the demise of the church is that we end up as like just a bunch of churchy people hanging out in with other churchy people doing churchy things and we're just a bunch of churchy people forgetting all the while that the whole point of the churchy business is to reach the unchurched. Like that's the whole point. And so here we are, Jesus says, hey. Yes, not of, but hey kiddos, you also gotta be in. Oh, in, in, okay. By the way, if you're over here, you need to hear this, right? Jesus is compassionate. God is a God of compassion. He says, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Some of you are like, die. I can't believe it. God said, I take no pleasure. But only that they would turn to me. So the Old Testament. Old Testament, God, I take no pleasure. I just want people to turn to me. I just want people to find life. I just want people to come home. I'm not over here. I mean, I just want, I want to find a way to get them back. I just, that's, that's compassion. You know what you need? You need some compassion all up inside your heart. You need love. How about instead of judging people, you sit down and, and, and just like listen to people. Like, like hear their story. Oh, I don't talk to that person at work. You should. Oh, but do you know, do you see how they, you, you, how they, how they dress? Do you see what they say? Have you, do you know what they believe? I saw it on their Instagram. I saw, I saw them out there with the, doing that thing. I don't talk to them. You probably should. See, hear their story. Find out why. What's led them to this place? What, what, come on, what, what's going on in their life? You see, you need some compassion because Jesus said you need to be in. Watch this. Jesus died to reach not just you, my friend. He died to reach them. And sometimes you're dying to get away from the very people Jesus died to reach. And so Jesus says, you need to go over here and be in. Okay, so you're like, so some of you are in here and you're like, yeah, Pastor Chris, tell all them religious people. They're all up in this church. I know they're all religious. Put them in their place, right? Because you see, I'm in the world. Okay, so let me talk to you for a second. You start leaning, you start leaning so far in the world. You're so far in the world. You look just like the world. Look at it, if you lean too far in the world, you get so far into the world, you actually have nothing to offer the world except more of the world. And the world doesn't need the world, right? And so here you are and, you, you, you know, instead of impacting your environment, you're in it. Your environment's impacting you. Instead of changing your environment, it's, it's changing you. Instead of you seasoning it, it's seasoning you. Come on, you feel it? Come on, I love everybody. See, I told you, offend everybody equally. This is an equally offensive opportunity for everybody. Watch. 
So now here's you. You're like, yeah, tell them because they don't go to lunch. They don't go to lunch with people because I'm at, I'm at all the lunches. <laughs> Block party, show up every time. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Congratulations. But here's what he said. If you show up to the party, to the block party, and you're acting like everybody at the block party, however, how are you ever going to influence anyone at the block party? So it's not just in. He says to you, hey, you need to be a little not of. I show up to the lunch with all the crew at work, and, and I'm laughing at all the same jokes. I'm, I'm telling some of those jokes, you know, I'm... And God says, hey, I'm glad you're there, but you need to not be of. You see, because remember, you're different. You're actually called to to be holy. And now you've allowed yourself to be so much like the world, you're never going to have the joy of watching God use your life to change that world. Look, you, you need to bring to that world difference, holiness. Okay, so here's what it means. Come here. You don't talk the way they talk. You're different. Like, your views are different. And you, got, you just got to be okay with that. Your views are different. Your values are different. The things you enjoy are different. Because you are set apart for God and you belong to him, come on, you work different. You got a different work ethic than everybody else. You, you're going to talk different. Maybe, maybe you're not talking about the boss in the way that everybody else is talking about the boss. You're not talking about all the other, that employee, right? Oh, that employee. You don't talk. You don't, you don't engage in that. Why? Because I do life different. I'm in, but I am not of. I am not of. I, I will not be of. You see, I stand for truth. And you come back. Come on. I stand for truth. I'm going to be in, but I'm going to be of. I stand for truth. I, I stand for like holiness. I, I, I got some values, right? I got a world that's telling everybody, hey, just be authentic to yourself and just, just, you know, just do what you feel. And that's where joy is found. And everyone's out there trying to figure it out. Well, here's what I feel like this. And I feel like my sexuality's out. And I feel like that. everyone's just feeling it out, right? And you're going, hey, 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 I, I, I got some values. And I realize that what we are really after is not authenticity to what we feel. What we're really after, you guys, is, is integrity, it's holiness, like doing what's right no matter what I feel. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of lean this way. See, I'm going to find myself on this balance beam. In, not of. Not of, come on, but also in. It's a, it's a balance, it's a balance, it's a balance, it's a balance. And God calls us to change the world by constantly living in this tension. So come on. Are you blending in or standing out? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to let some people know you're a Christian. Maybe it's time to invite some people to church. People desperately need you to be salt and light. Let's make it real practical. Real practical. Got a family member, a friend that lives differently than I do and has different values and morals and it is blatant. Do I invite him to lunch? If they invite me to lunch, do I go to lunch? <laughs> you want me to answer that? I can't. Here's what I can tell you. Don't be in completely, but also don't be of. 
If you come over here and you're like, hey, your lifestyle's fine, it's all okay, life's good, let's just ignore it, not ever talk about it. You know, like, I'm never gonna tell you where, where I stand. Like, listen, you, you messed up. If you, if you stay over here and you're like, Psh, I'm never gonna let you talk. I, I, I'm not even gonna, I can't be, uh, believe. And you're sending, just kind of letting them know where you, all you're gonna do is let them know where you stand and push them away. You also blew it. Jesus says, you gotta come over here and be this, balanced, balanced. You know who did this perfectly? Jesus. Jesus did this perfectly. The Bible tells us that Matthew, the tax collector, tax collectors are like, they're horrible people. If you're a tax collector in here, we love you. But in that day, I mean, they're just, I mean, like no one, they're the worst of the worst. And there's this guy named Matthew, Matthew, the tax collector. And Jesus goes and he starts loving on Matthew, the tax collector. So much so, get this, that Matthew, the tax collector, like the chief of sinners and all his sinner friends and everything, the, the tax collector invites Jesus to a party. I mean, two things just astonish me about this is one that, Matthew actually invited Jesus to the party. Like, what was it in Jesus? Like, how many religious religious people are you gonna invite to your rave, right? Probably not a lot, right? But Matthew's like, There's just, I just want Jesus there. Why? Because he just was, he smiled at people and he was loving and caring and compassionate and kind. And so Matthew's like, Jesus, you wanna come to my party? That totally surprises me. But here's the other thing that surprises me. Jesus went to his party, like with all the stuff and Jesus just goes. And what was he doing there? He was in, not of, not of, but in. He just, he had this balance. The, the, the woman caught in the very act of, or the woman who's known as a town prostitute comes and throws herself at the feet of Jesus one day. And everyone says, Jesus, if you knew what manner of woman that was, you wouldn't let her do that. Jesus, oh, I know very well what manner of woman this is. And here was what I want you to see is that there was something in Jesus where that woman knew she could not come throw herself at the feet of any other religious leader because at their feet, she would be rejected. She would be mocked. She'd be pushed away. She'd be ridiculed. She'd be, but at the feet of Jesus, she just knew There's something in the way that Jesus carried himself where she just knew, I'm gonna find mercy and love and care and compassion and forgiveness. And how in the world did she know that? Because Jesus just did this thing that all of us need to learn to do. In, not of, not of, but in, in, not of, not of, but in. Hey, listen, some of you, you're leaning way too far, not of way too far. You're actually ruining your witness. You're not being, you're not not experiencing God using your life to change people because you're just so far from people. And some of you need to go, okay, hey, I gotta slow down a little bit, have some conversations. I I gotta get myself in. Some of you are so far in that you just look like everyone else around you. And God today is saying, come on, come. You gotta also be not of, you see? And here's what I know is if we can do this, figure this out, there's a world that is hungry for Jesus and they'll see Jesus in us and they'll come to find him as we just continue, as we continue to example him. 
and confess them to the world around us. Come on, church, hey, let's strive to get this figured out. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. 